Rack, 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 ball, rack, 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 ball, rack. Franky, welcome back. We got episode 12, I believe, the Frank and Biz show where passion meets the mic. Um, we took an off week last week, had a, had a pretty busy week with Thanksgiving and stuff going on. So um, we took an off week. So haven't haven't seen Franky here until we um, went to the Windy City of Chicago. Um, so I'm excited to see you again, Frank. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see you too. Last last time I saw you, you you saw me scrambling for my wallet, screaming, I'm not going to make my flight. I'm not going to make my flight. I did make my flight, people. Never doubt me. That's all I can say. Only happened one time, and that was Florence, Italy. That's a different story. Out of the country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my. Oh, my. Well, anyways, Frankie, I'm excited to have you. So how, how have you been? How was Thanksgiving? Dude, Thanksgiving was actually really nice. I mean, it was good to go home and see the family. Saw lots of my aunts and uncles who like live in Idaho, New York, like Chicago, all over where I haven't seen in like a few months, years and stuff like that. So it was really good to see a lot of people on my dad's side of the family. Um, yeah, good time. I mean, the, the big event for me, I mean, was Friday night. There's this thing that my family does for some reason called the, the cotillion. For those of you who don't know, the way I'm going to describe it very short and sweet is the cotillion is a very rich and white thing I'm going to describe it as because that's what it felt like because it was us dressing up in tuxes and all that stuff with tails and gloves and then it's the coming of age ceremony for women uh basically meaning that these girls are 18 or 19 and they're eligible to fucking go get married that's basically what they're saying all these old guys send them flowers and go dance with them throughout the night but for me because I was invited that meant open bar and that meant I had a fantastic time is I don't know if you know this, but one of the great things about open bars is you can get any drinks you want, and the bartenders don't want you to come back, so they make them extra heavy because they want their night to be smooth. So when I was at this oh, event, dude, when I was at this event, I said, "Hey, can I get a rum and coke?" And the lady said, "Oh yeah, you want a single or a double?" I'm already slurring my words on the verge of blacking out, and I said, "Give me a double, why don't you?" She said, "Bet." <laughs> Starts pouring it, pours it for like five seconds. I'm like, "Like you, you can stop pouring that. You don't need to pour that much." Like four, yeah. four fifths rum, dude. And I said, okay. She said, oh, you don't want that much rum? I'm like, no. And she splashed a coke. And I was like, well, you know, I guess you're, I'm your responsibility to now. Um, long story short, my I asked my parents how they liked it. They asked me how I liked it. I said I was with Drew the whole night, my younger brother. They said, no, you weren't. I said, what do you mean? They said I vanished for three hours. No one knew where I was. For my family, it's with all these different people you don't know. And then next thing I know, they found me. I go to the Ravens game on Sunday, and I see my cousins, my aunts. I'm like, hey, how you guys doing? How you guys doing? They're like, doing well, man. They're giving me like little looks and stares. I'm like, what did I do? So before I tell you what I did, dude, I woke up the next day with like a low, like low sore back. Like my lower back was sore for some reason. I had no fucking clue. I'm 20, 24. Why the fuck's my back sore? It makes no sense. So I'm like, it's still sore now. I like try stretching it out and all that. My cousin showed me a video of me in this nice tux. White bow tie, tails, white gloves, going around this event, drunk as hell, picking up my family members, picking up workers, and picking up random people in touch, picking them up, putting them down, dude, for three hours straight is what I was doing, basically. <laughs> and your family's creeped out, dude? Your extended family's creeped my out? My cousins, gave, I got weird looks from my cousins, my aunts, and my, aunt, my aunts and uncles understood, but my younger cousins and all that were just like, dude, the fuck is wrong with you? You fucking weirdo. <laughs> I was like, dude, like, rum and cokes, rum and cokes. The other thing I'll say is this. My older brother, the real Frank, also popped me five gummies, dude. So I just ate those like candy. So it was just, Ooh. it was a death, I, I, I was screwed from the get-go. death sentence. Yeah, it was a death sentence. I, I thought, yeah, do I took one. I was like, it's not hitting me. It's not going to do anything. Next thing you know, I took four, then five. And next thing you know, I woke up at my uncle's house at 2 a.m. not knowing what happened. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, that sounds like a night from hell. Um, when are you going to see that family again? Christmas? Uh, probably the next Ravens game I go to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should apologize at Christmas. I, I think I think I might have to. Like, hey, guys. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm Frankie. I'm Frank. I'm sorry I'm the fuck up. You know, just, just plain you simple. Can, nah, yeah, just own it, dude. Yeah, you just own it. it. That's is, hilarious. You probably this is, some yeah. energy. 
dude, some of your cousins and your brothers were probably dying laughing. You probably made the knife throw. Oh, yeah, dude. My, my younger brother, he, he deflected it. He's like, yeah, you were a drunk asshole, drunk asshole, drunk asshole. He was blackout also. He just, I was more drunk than him. So, like, everyone yeah, forgets yeah. him being drunk. They just remember me. But he's like, yeah, dude, I don't remember anything either. So I deflected to you. I'm like, you motherfucker. What was Big Frank, he's saying? Big Frank, he actually couldn't go to the event. He was too old for it. And he's not a member oh. of this... Uh, of this elite club that these oh, people you're lucky do. he wasn't there. Yeah, I wish he was. It would have been too much fun. He would he would have been black as fuck with us. It was a good time though. That's hilarious. Um, Thanksgiving was good for me too, man. Got to see some fam, eat some delicious food. Um, I had some flights. Unfortunately, I went to the Eagles Giants tailgate. Had a good ass time there, but it ended very poorly, which. I thought you, I thought you guys cut I thought you guys cut Anglar not 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 gonna not gonna lie I thought you guys cut him. And we just got Aguilar two point <laughs> <laughs> We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that now because I like talking to you right now, and that genuinely makes me sad. Yeah, I feel that. But I mean, um, yep. but anyway, so I ended up having to go to that tailgate. But then I had a day from hell, dude. The next morning, like that uh, Monday. Yeah, Monday morning I have like a flight back here to good old. Windy City, uh, Blono, was what we like to call it. Um, so I get dropped off. Uh, my girlfriend, who unfortunately had to rub in the Giants' victory in my face, is so driving worse. me to the hotel or to the airport the next morning. And I don't know why, but I just wasn't feeling that well. I don't. Know, I don't really get hungover, so I don't want to call it that. I was just genuinely not feeling well. Like kind of like just like shit. I'm throwing up out her window once but right before we get to the airport so i'm like just already not feeling well show up to newark airport they have one of the worst airports of all time i Dude, believe it and like by this point i'm kind of feeling a little bit better but i when you know when you go through airport security there's just all the gates in the entire airport right there mm-hmm. at newark dude each like specific 10 gates has their own security so i go through a security line get to a gate and i'm like where the hell is my gate for my flight can't find it and then i had to leave security go around and get into my actual security for gates so now i'm kind of sweating i'm gonna fucking miss my flight or some shit end up making it through so i had to go through security twice essentially which is total bullshit it's the most flaw in a in a plan i've ever seen because if you're not really paying attention you're just like oh there's security i'm gonna go through it that's what i did so it's a huge flaw um, so I get through security again. I'm like rushing to my flight kind of so, and I had to go to the bathroom. I had to take a massive shit and I needed a water, but I didn't have time. So I had to run onto my flight, get on the flight. I'm in the second seat. We're sitting there and all of a sudden it hits me again. I start to not feel well again. And I'm like, Oh shit. And I'm sitting there in the middle seat, dude. And from then on, it was two and a half hours from straight hell. I'm sitting there in the middle seat, clearly ripping ass because if you hold in farts, that's how you get kidney stones. So I wasn't going to get kidney stones, so I'm ripping ass. True? Yeah, that's true. You hoard farts, you get kidney stones. Well, good thing I always rip ass. I go, okay. Yeah, oh, yeah you can't do the farts. You got to let it go. But I know. Anyways, sitting there being like, oh, my God. Dude. Like trying, like one of those moments where I'm like telling myself, don't throw up, don't throw up. And I'm in the middle seat of this pack plane. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, dude, had no water at all. Before we took off, I had to get the flight attendant and be like, I need some water. And she had to go back and pour me a glass of water because I – Thought I was gonna die, dude. It was the worst twenty minutes ever. But then we finally take off, dude. After like twenty minutes, I'm sitting there like, as soon as we get to the point where like the seatbelt bucket was not even unbuttoned, like we're taking off and like I feel like it's it's safe to stand up. I like get the lady out next to me and I go to the bathroom, and I'm sitting in there for like twenty five minutes, dude, just gagging, but nothing's coming up and shitting my brains out. And just like gagging in the air in the airplane toilet, it's tiny as shit, dude. And like I could tell the people, like could hear me and shit. And then after like twenty five minutes, I go back to my seat. Ten minutes go by, I get sick again. Have to get the lady up again to go to the bathroom again. And I'm sitting there like gagging again for so long. And some flight attendant comes back and she knocks on the door. She's like, "Are you all right in there?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then when I came around for like 25 minutes, they clearly realized I wasn't all right and put me in like an exit, uh, empty exit row with like the end seat. And it, I just had another hour of just like sitting there feeling like shit, trying to fall asleep. And like the flight attendants were coming around and clearly very concerned. And dude, all of my shit was still in my original seat. That shit landed. 
I I went and grabbed my shit and scattered off that plane and disappeared. So it you, was all. So you were just hungover, you think? Dude, I don't know what happened. Again, like that didn't feel like it felt like. All I know is this. I mean, I like I I I don't know about you, but like when I have to like throw up, I'm a violent, violent yacker. So people would like they would hear when I was six senior year of college, dude. Like my whole building where I lived, all three floors heard me violently yakking throughout the night. I can yeah. only imagine on an airplane, Jesus. Dude, it was one of the worst experiences I've ever had. I'm not gonna Cause lie. You're that guy like, now. I was actually sitting there being like, someone kill me. Like, this is awful. If I was on that plane, I would look at you and judge you. Be like, dude, you're ruining my flight. Oh, uh, every, yeah. everyone and I was. like, was. fuck you, dude. And I was clearly sitting there like miserable. And dude, that's like, kind of fu- that's kinda funny. That's kind of funny, though. Like, four rows could hear me like gagging into the sink. But like, nothing was coming up. Dude, I'm telling you, dude. It was one of the worst, one of the worst experiences I've probably had in 2021. I believe it. Well, so the anyway, other th- the other thing I want to ask you is this, man. Like, the Chicago trip, what would you rate it out of a uh, 10? Did you enjoy? I mean, we kept hyping up on the podcast. We have to talk about Chicago. Am I right? Yeah, no doubt. I was gonna dive into it here and there throughout the show. Throughout um, the yeah, I feel that. <laughs> a lot of things that will come up that I can mention back to you, but. Rating it, I'd probably say it was a 9.2 overall. I had a really good ass time. I had a really um, good time too. To see my buddies and see my boys for sure. Yeah, dude. And we had a good ass time. Yeah. A few L's here and there, but I'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. The one thing I'll um, tell you about this, dude, for the plane ride home, I was hammered drunk still. And I'm walking up there and freaking, I'm trying to get on the plane. I'm looking around. I hear, hey, not all lug, not all like carry ons are going to fit overhead. If you don't see space, give it to a flight attendant. I'm stumbling to the back where my seat is. I don't see any. I'm drunk as fuck still. Take my bag. I say, like, they said, excuse me, sir, what? I turn around and see there's still, like, three rows open of luggage you can just throw up there, dude. And I go, I'm so sorry. I'm a little drunk. They said, what you, are you drunk? Are you, all the flight attendants started giving me weird looks. Apparently, you're not supposed to be drunk when you go on a plane. Because apparently, yeah. apparently that's bad. I ran from them, went to my seat, put my hood on my head. Wrapped up it up, put my blanket and my mask on, just laid there like a rock for the next two and a half hours, not moving, dude. Jeez, oh dude, my they're God. like, they're, uh, the airplane is probably my top choice where I don't want to be drunk, uh, stoned, sick. Like, that's the last place I want to be on an airplane. Because yeah, if something happens, bro, you're trapped. Dude, dude. Someone, someone, someone told me one time they would want to do like, mushrooms on the plane i'm like bro you're just sitting there he's like yeah but imagine if you're looking at the window at the clouds i'm like you're sitting there for however long not moving you would get yeah, bored yeah. in a heartbeat that'd be a bit bizarre actually and yeah then, and the dude was tripping balls next to me i'd call him out so hard I'd be like, what is wrong with this guy he's freaking me out this guy this guy's kind of fucking weird he's kind of like yeah. killing my vibe right now i'm not gonna <laughs> I'd lie be in the and be like yo this guy's freaking me out get a hold of him yeah dude but then I'll dive into the rest of uh, the Chicago trip a little bit later on. But um, it leads us into the question of the week, kind of relating to Thanksgiving, Frankie. I'll let you start. So um, if you could choose, I'm sure the Frankie household, first of all, Thanksgiving dinner, I'm sure the Frankie household is electric. I would love to be a fly on the wall and just listen to what goes on um, during a nice Frankie Thanksgiving dinner. That would be awesome. But um, if you could choose four other people other than the Franks. Um, both dead or alive, to have at your Thanksgiving dinner table, who would it be? And uh, just if you, if you could picture someone bringing a dish with them, what do you think it would be? Um, all right, so I had to think about this long and hard because there's so many different answers you can choose. I could do Jesus Christ, because why not? I could do Barack Obama, because why not? But these people I think would be the most fun for myself personally. Um, number one would be... Seth Rogen. Um, he's going to bring some sort of fucking like mashed potato, sweet potato type thing because it's going to be fat, <laughs> loving, and joy. Um, number two would be my boy Wiz Khalifa. And he's going to bring like some fried chicken type thing and all that stuff. Um, number three, you said four, right? Yeah, four, right? Yeah. All right. Number three. I would say I want, oh my God, it's, um, I don't know, I only got two to be honest, and then I just said fuck the rest, but I'll, I'll, I'll pick two real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted those two, I was very set on those two. I'll probably, I'll probably choose, after those two, I probably would choose Ed Reed, because I like Ed Reed, and then the last one, number four, I would choose, 
uh, let's choose Stuart Moan. I would bring him there also. <laughs> and here's the thing. I'm sure he'd fit in great. Ed Reed would bring the blunt wraps. Wiz Khalifa would bring the kush. And then Seth Rogen would bring the good foods. And Stuart Moan would bring life, life lessons. And we would just have a grand old time of a bunch of random people together. But it would be a great, great time, you know? be fun oh, as fuck. I can only imagine. Right, what about you? Interesting table. Uh, first <laughs> very, all, hey, very interesting, but you know, it, it suits me perfectly. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> You'd be sitting back enjoying the show. Um, but my table, I think, consists of a little different people, but we'll see. I got Jim Carrey sitting there because he's one of those guys. He comes <laughs> on the screen one. and I immediately start laughing. I mean, good morning. And if I don't see you, good evening, good night. How do you do? Um, he's hilarious, so I, I got to have him. Next up, I got Mike Ditka coming to the table. Okay. Um, he would bring some sort of energy, and them two would just mesh perfectly. Plus, he would bring a fire turkey. I can just tell you that now. Um, I could see him out there on the smoker all morning long cooking up that turkey. That oh, would yeah. be great. Um, and then I got Helen Keller coming. Uh, <laughs> one, it's going to either prove myself right. Again, I'm not trying to prove anyone wrong. I'm just trying to prove myself right. Um, well, and What does she bring to the table? She's either not going to come to the table. <laughs> she won't be able to find the table. She won't be able to find it. And two, she might not even exist. And and three, um, we would be able to all prove my point because if she can write a book, deaf and blind, she better as hell be able to cook a damn feast. So she, she'd bring everything. But according to the books and the records, she should be able to bring it all. Mashed potatoes, stuffing, green beans, Mac and cheese, turkey, ham, whatever you need, pumpkin pie, Helen Keller, according to the records in the books, should have it there. And um, rolls, and rolls. We like our rolls. Yeah, maybe she won't even come. I don't even think she'd come. She'd come and all of a sudden be able to see again. Right, she, she hears who's coming. She wouldn't want to. She, yeah, she'd come and be like, oh, Mike Ditka, it's so good to see you. <laughs> and then she'd be like, oh, shit, I forgot. People think I'm blind and deaf. So who's your uh, who's your fourth one? Then? And then fourth one, I got Pablo Escobar. Um, he's bringing the good goods, and we're all gonna eat well because of it. Um, and he would be great. I would love to pick that guy's brain a little bit. I thought my table was interesting. I think your table takes a little more interest than cake. That's just me. Mine, mine at least has people who have made impacts on my life. Yours just uh, let's go have a fucking fun party, make fun of Hella Keller party. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't make fun, dude. Again, <laughs> well, she wouldn't she, be able to know if you were making fun of her. But I know Mike Dicka couldn't hold back. Exactly. Mike exactly. Dicka wouldn't be able to hold back on her. Neither would Pablo Escobar. You'd be like, "What the fuck is this thing?" <laughs> thing, thing. But again, dude, you know she wouldn't know. She shouldn't be able to know. Yeah, she, no, she, no. she, um, she wouldn't. That's 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 all I can say. But I mean, it's it's nice to hear that we both would have great Thanksgivings. You got that. But anyway, that gets us uh, before we head into some college football action. Biggest loser of the week. We've had two weeks now to come up with some losers. Um, I'll kind of get things started off here. So my biggest loser of the week is actually my friends. Um, and dating back to the Chicago trip, let me just tell you, I had this Sunday mo- or Monday morning, I guess, again from hell. So I've had sh- two back-to-back shitty Mondays. Um, wake up at 4 o'clock or 4.30, I should say. All night long, Francis like, I got to be, my Uber's at 4.30. My Uber's at 4.30. Just happen to look, wake up, roll over, see my phone. It says 4.31. I'm like, oh, shit, Franky, you're still here. I thought your Uber was going at 4.30. He was. So I had to wake him up. He's scrambling for his keys for 30 minutes. Couldn't wallet. find it. Wallet. Or wallet, I should say. Couldn't find him. Eventually help him find his uh, wallet. Actually, he finds his wallet on his own in his suitcase and he's runs out the door and is on his way made it uh, that was phase one and then i got my other buddy over there barty losing his keys so he's out of keys now has <laughs> no part because he loses his keys um so now has no way of getting home from the airport like a clown and then to top it all off we show up to chicago airport i'm like everyone got their wallet everyone's like sure dude sure of course we have our wallets Give him, give him big biz over here a hard time. Get out of the Uber. Uber drives off. We'll see Rad. is like, my wallet. <laughs> and starts hauling ass after the Uber. Obviously, this poor little lady speeds off onto the freeway and disappears into the darkness. Um, so now we're straight at the airport with a 
with a flight in two hours um, with one kid who has no wallet, has no ID in his wallet to get through TSA. And I'm like, we're screwed. Somehow this man gets through TSA somehow, some way. It's some flaw I've never heard of, but hopefully Saddam Hussein and Bin Laden don't find out about this. Well, they're, they're, they're both but, dead. <laughs> yeah, RIP. <laughs> Psych, I hope they're fucking rotten in hell. Um, but hopefully... <laughs> Hopefully those groups over there don't find out about this law, but I guess you now get through to the TSA and security with no ID, um, which is dumbfounding to me. But so anyway, makes it through security somehow after like an hour and 15 minutes, hour and a half, maybe even somehow we go on the plane, plane home. And, you know, that made me realize I, I feel like I'm a very immature guy and I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, I'm always going to be that way. Um, but in that, that day, I was I was the most mature of my friends, and that's that's a serious problem. That's something that should probably never happen. Hey, um, now, oh, oh. My, my biggest losers of the week are actually my friends because then the other one was being a huge boner. So uh, my biggest my biggest losers of the week are actually my friends um, for letting me technically out out mature them, which again that shouldn't happen. First off, I made my flight all on time. There's nothing wrong because, being a, because your buddy Diz over here happened to wake up from a hungover sleep. I mean, yeah, dude, we were all fucked. Well, I, how did yeah? How did you even wake up? I mean, I set my alarm for four p.m. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I, I mean, you know, your biggest loser kind of hurts my feelings. I never thought I'd actually <laughs> be named on this, but you know, I was. Um, we wear it with we wear it with pride, though. I mean, I I I say it then. I'll say it today. You know. No weapon shall prosper against me. No weapon form shall prosper against me, whatever the fuck it is, because I persevere. Um, I'm going to do a little different take from My Biggest Loser. My Biggest Loser is a little more recently. Um, personally, it's Brian Kelly. Um, not because he's leaving Notre Dame. Not because he's getting a new job. I understand coaches leave. I understand coaches think they can win somewhere else. But personally, I think he's a big fucking loser for how he handled the situation. Um... You have your team wake up at 7.30 a.m. on the verge of a national, maybe national championship if they make the playoff. And instead of riding out the rest of the season with them or giving one hoorah speech like, let's finish it together, he just goes, yeah, I'm sorry you found out the way that I'm leaving. Here's four, three more minutes of me saying I'm sorry, but I love my family and thanks for letting me coach you for 12 years. And, you know, I'm yeah, good luck, guys. You're good people. And it's like, dude. You, you could have delayed the meeting to let them sleep in. You could have done all this. You could have said a more heartfelt apology. You could have been more, I don't know, professional and nicer about it. But you kind of went back there and it's just kind of like, you kind of suck, dude. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, you're, I knew you were a bad person, but now you are confirming. I don't think Nick Staben would have handled that situation. I think it would have been a lot better. What did you want him to say? What did you want him to go up there and say? I wanted to be real with it. Tell him why he's leaving. Not to say, this great opportunity. Tell him, look, like... I don't think I can win a national championship here. Every time we go against Alabama, you know the difference is we're not big enough and good enough because Notre Dame has academic oh. standards. I would love dude, it. I, bro, be honest. Don't fucking bullshit and cop around the bush. Dude, the players would have been like, fuck you. I don't care if you would have been like, fuck you. They lost to Cincinnati. They lost to Cincinnati this year. They can't be. They lost to Cincinnati at home. They can't be like, fuck you. Because clearly they aren't the best team in the country. He, he lied to them that day, today, telling them. You're one of the best four teams in the country. He lied straight to their faces by saying that because they're not. How are they not? Are they going to make the playoff? Probably they could, yeah. No, no, no. Are they going? No, they're not. Since two things need to happen: Oklahoma State needs to lose to Baylor, and Alabama needs to lose to Georgia, and Notre Dame's in the playoff. I would still take a two-loss Oregon Conference champ. Over Notre Dame. I'm not taking freaking Notre Dame. They lost to Cincy at home. Who cares? That was their only loss in the year. Another playoff team. Cincy's going to make the playoff. Yeah, so I hope they do. into a playoff team when an Oregon team lost to Utah? On the road, not at home. It doesn't matter. They lost to Utah. And who else? What other shit team did they lose to? I'm just saying, Notre Dame's not making the playoff. And yeah, they are. Especially now that Brian Kelly's leaving. They're 100% not making the playoff because no one wants to take freaking Notre Dame without Brian Kelly. Well, what happens if Luke Fickle leaves for Notre Dame and then Cincinnati, are they not going to take Cincy? Well, he's not going to leave for Notre Dame until after the season's over. Yeah, and what's Because he's going to handle it better than Brian Kelly did. Well, one, and two, why did, what did Brian Kelly, the only thing that's fucked up about that is that it got to the media before the players. 
Yeah, so again, the biggest loser is him for how he handled the situation. All right. Yeah, fair enough. Fair I, enough. I I I mean, you 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 talk about we talk about this off the record how you recruit the players, you're gonna have the personal relationship with them. I understand football's different because you have a hundred, two hundred kids on the roster, but like you've built a relationship to have these kids like, hey, I'm gonna be there by your side. At least finish the job of the season, then take a new job. Don't bail on them with like. Well, two- yeah, but then that contract might not have been available after the season. Who who would have else would take? It was who- probably like you got to take this right now, or else we're hiring someone else. I don't think I don't think that's the case. I think LSU would have waited. They might have. No, I, do. I think LSU would have waited. I don't know. That's a long time to wait. That's a, over a month to wait. Okay, I I don't know what you want me to say. Like I long time. This is like the biggest recruiting period in the in the entire year. These next two months. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, he's still a fucking loser in my book, and that's that's all I'm gonna say to that. I mean, Brian Kelly, you were always a loser because you coached at Notre Dame, but now you're a loser for how you're leaving Notre Dame. Fair enough. Hmm? All right. Okay. All right, but that kind of leads us into more college football. Um, this weekend was a big weekend with the Michigan upset. Um, so now they're a Big Ten win away against Iowa to make the college football playoff. Huge for Jim Harbaugh. Um, I got to just say, I want to know how long it took uh, Michigan University to get those fans off the field because that was an absurd amount of fans. But um, I always love Ohio, seeing Ohio State go down, especially when they get dominated in the trenches on the, both offensive and defensive line. Michigan dominated on both sides of the ball there. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, I think, might move into the conversation of being the number one overall pick over the Kayvon Thibodeau guy from Oregon because he dominated the game. I think he had three sacks or something like that. And, again, Michigan's O-line dominated and allowed the running game to get going. I always love see – I like seeing Michigan do well. Um, I know Jim Harbaugh gets a lot of hate, but I actually kind of like the guy. Um, and I think it's just probably better for college football to see uh, Michigan finally beat Ohio State and hopefully make it into the college football playoff here. I mean, yeah, I like I like Jim Harbaugh too. I think he gets too much hate. Um, I also like Michigan more than Ohio State. I just don't like Ohio State at all. But I mean, it is it is cool. I think this is what the first time they've won in like six, sixteen years, or like the second time. Like they haven't they haven't won many times against Ohio State. I mean, it's not just Jim Harbaugh's fault, but Michigan in general just can't perform. Um, did you see the video after like uh, like they all the students are storming? You see Jawan Howard, the head coach for like Michigan basketball. Yeah. Like you see him tower, but I would go to show. That's what I'm fucking talking about. He's like hyped as hell. Like those guys really do hate uh, Ohio State, and it's really, really kind of cool to see how they much the passion burns for the hatred of them. I um, mean, nothing else to say. I mean, Michigan looked legit. I think their running game is nice. I think one of the running backs went to St. Francis in Maryland, also. So shout out St. Francis in Baltimore. You know where the real football players are coming from, not Texas. And then um, the other thing I gotta mention is, did you see the Auburn Alabama game? Uh yeah, that was a bit ridiculous. How about the Auburn running had the biggest choke job of all time? How about how about Auburn's running back running out of bounds? Dude, that's what I'm saying. It was the biggest choke job of all time. I can't believe that happened. That's just yeah. That's the difference. I, that's the difference between a championship program like Alabama and a inconsistent ass program like Auburn. That, that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just it's just not good. That was the, that was the biggest choke job of all time. Um, and I think they were poorly coached. What I what I also disagreed with in that game is when they scored the touchdown to tie it in overtime in the first overtime, they should have gone for two. They well, should have been like, dude, we're not stopping Bama now on defense. Yeah, that's what that's what my uh, my pop and brother were thinking also. They're like, they they should have gone for two, and I, I agree with it. But I mean, at the same time, if they trust their defense, they trust their defense. It just wasn't the right call, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that was that was just a big choke job. Yeah, that was a shame clown. to see. Um, but uh, what else? Oh, yeah, and then we got championship weekend coming up this weekend. Um, so we got Oklahoma State, who honestly looks good right now. That game against Oklahoma last week was kind of wild. It's exciting to watch. Um, yeah, honestly, Oklahoma State's quarterback um, is probably one of the most underrated players in the country. Sanders or whatever, Spencer Sanders or whatever. He's really good, man, and their defense – um, didn't play that well against Oklahoma, specifically in the first half. But um, for the season, they've been pretty solid, especially for a Big 12 team. So if they were able to sneak into the playoff and, say, play a Georgia or something like that as a four seed, um, that could be I'm, – I'm not, I'm not saying anyone's beat Georgia, but that could be a pretty interesting game um, that I would like to see. Yeah, I would like to see that also. Um, there's only one thing I'll say is 
I think there's only one team that can compete with Georgia, and that's Cincinnati. Uh, they were the same team that competed with Georgia last year in the bowl. Why why not again this year, you know? I don't know. Um, you know, Are you I, what? Experienced quarterback. Experienced quarterback. I mean, they, they should have been Georgia last year in Atlanta. I mean, I'm, I still have faith in them. Um, what are the other championship games? You got, I think, Wake Forest is facing Pittsburgh. Pitt. Yeah. I think neither of those teams are that good. I think Pitt's going to win it, though. Um, who's the – it's Michigan versus Iowa or Wisconsin? Yep, Iowa. Iowa, because Wisconsin lost. Um, I think Michigan wins that. And then Georgia versus Bama – I yeah, hope Georgia you think wins. Close or after seeing Bama play Auburn, you think Georgia runs away with that? No, one? it's gonna be close. I don't care what people say. I it's, think Georgia's gonna run away with it. I, I think don't. They're gonna the game. I don't think Kirby Smart is gonna be able to run away from Nick Saban like we all think he is. But when you have six, seven for when you have six, seven NFL players on your defense going against a freshman quarterback who looks shaky against Auburn at times, um, yeah. plus I think their best wide receiver, that deep threat. Number eight, Auburn game. He shouldn't be out. He should be out for the first half. He targeted, or yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he did. He might so be. I uh, they might run away. I forgot. About, I forgot he got targeted. Targeted for that. Yeah, so he might be out for the first half of the SEC championship yeah, game. He might be. Uh, and then who's the Pac-12? It's Oregon versus who? Utah again. Yeah. So, so hold up. When you were ripping on Utah, you're ripping on a team that made it to their conference. The Dude, the Pac-12 is dog shit. I'm not saying it's not, but at least they made it to the conference championship. Shit. Dude, I I think three of the Pac-12 teams were without a coach the final final game of the year. That's kind of funny. I can't respect that. That's how bad the Pac-12 is. Arizona is terrible all of a sudden. UCLA, I think, might be the third best team in the Pac-12. Coached by the fraud himself, Chip fucking Kelly. No, he's a great college coach. He's not. He's no fraud. Stop it. He's Stop a good it. college coach. What has he done at UCLA? It's hard to build a program. If I took Nick not Saban awful. and put him at Vanderbilt, do you think he's going to win a national championship? No. I'm not saying win a national Win more than four games. This was they've the won more than four games. I think this was the first year they've won more than four games. Because you got to get the right personnel in there. Pac-12. It's not like he's going against Bama. It's not like he's in the SEC. I'm just saying he deserves some credit. I like Chip Kelly. Um is there, anything, is there anything else to say about college football real quick? Um, Lincoln Riley also on the move to uh. USC. Dude, um, that was pretty surprising to me. And you know, all both these coaches are getting a ton of hate um, for these moves. Did you and see? Honestly, I think it's a total BS to me that they're getting all this hate. They're getting better opportunities for their families, like every other civilian would do. The two things uh, I'll say is me. this: the two things. I'm sorry for interrupting. The two things I'm going to say is this: one, Oklahoma's going to the SEC. So he's smart going to USC because, like you said, the Pac-12 is not good. Go to USC, you can recruit well there and take over the Pac-12. The second thing I, I'm going to say is. Did you see the offer they gave him from USC? Yeah, it's two houses or some shit. But I'm like, like two, three houses. The family gets unlimited use for the private jet. Like he's getting like hundred million dollars. It's like, bro, what? And people want to give him hate for leaving. And all these people are decommitting from Oklahoma, and some of them are already committing to USC. So I think that says a lot about the guy to begin with. And I, I like him. I like him. People that are hate like the Brian Kelly move. I don't necessarily understand because. I think he's going to have a more difficult time recruiting because now he has to go against SEC coaches recruiting-wise, whereas Notre Dame, you're recruiting the different type of kids, so you're not necessarily hands-on competing with Nick Saban for a recruit. No, nah, he'll be um, fine. He's a good recruiter. The reason why he's leaving yeah, is the, he is the is academic good. standards. Dude, there's none at Alabama. There is at Notre Dame. You can't bring any kid you want at Notre Dame. Exactly. So, therefore, he's competing directly with Alabama and Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M who's a great recruiter um, and other Kirby smart in Georgia, you're directly competing with them now. Um, so I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult for him than at Notre Dame at Notre Dame. When you're recruiting, I feel like a specific type of kid, they're going to Notre Dame every time because of the academics. Big farm boy. Yeah, exactly. So mm. they're not going to lose battles. They're not going to lose a battle to Wisconsin or Northwestern. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because but they're, they're competing with like Ohio Wisconsin. state and Michigan and those guys. So like this, yeah, but the school almost recruits himself. If the kid wants to go to Notre Dame, he's going to go to Notre Dame. No, I feel if he that. He has the grades and education to go to Notre Dame. He's choosing Notre Dame over any school. No, I feel that, but I'm just, I again, I'm just going to go out there and just say, I think him going to LSU is just so he can get the type of players to have to compete against a Nick Saban. Because at the end of the day, those kids who are going to Notre Dame because they want to go to Notre Dame, 
clearly can't win a goddamn national championship because if you look at them compared to the Alabama guys, yeah. they're not as big, they're not as fast, and they're not as athletic. So he knows he needs a different personnel to actually compete at that level. And that's why he's Yeah, leading. I agree. And I, pre- I, pre- I think it's kind of dope that he's challenged himself, but I think mm-hmm. he's going to have a more difficult time recruiting, but also he's getting a, probably a much better contract. Um, but another thing I have a problem with people complaining about Coach leaving is players can ant- enter the transfer portal like that. They don't even have to talk to the coach. They just go to an admissions counselor and they're in the transfer portal. Everyone's complaining about Lincoln Riley, but as soon as Spencer Rattler got benched, he wrote out the season before the bowl game, entered the transfer portal. Like, that's how it goes, man. And that's just college athletics. No, it is. Um, I Again, I'm not I, – I will say this. I'm not hating on them leaving. I'm fine with how Lincoln Riley did it. I just don't like the way Chip Kelly handled his goodbye. That's all. All right, fair enough. But anyway, that gets us into the NFL recap, Frankie. And after a two week, us being able to watch it two weeks, I kind of wanted to start off um, with the NFL. Is I want to get your thoughts on who's the most overrated player in the league for you? <laughs> you already know the answer to that, Diz. Who my most overrated player in the NFL is? There's only one person in that that comes to mind right now. His name's Matt Stafford. There's there's no one else who's more overrated. You literally tr- traded away a guy who took. I'm not saying Jared Goff is the answer. Jared Goff is not the answer. But you trade Jared Goff away to expect that you're gonna automatically make the playoffs and win the Super Bowl and do yada yada yada. Well, Diz, I'm gonna tell you a low interesting fact about Matt Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. They're on a three-game losing streak ever since I called them frauds. Just point that out. They're on a three-game losing streak, and you know who they played? They played a good team in the Tennessee Titans. Even though they looked bad this week, they were good because they had Derrick Henry at the time, I'm pretty sure. It was the first game without them, so they were still hot. A good team. Now they are because they're looking legit in the San Francisco 49ers. They look pretty fucking legit right now. And then a good team in the Packers. Did they play them close? Yes. But does Matt Stafford make costly, costly turnovers in these games? Yes, yes, and yes. In big-time moments, he's not making the plays. My guy... Matt Stafford was told to be your top five quarterback. You're one of the best. You played in Detroit. You don't know what it's like to win because no one watches you, but you're good. Ladies and gentlemen, he was a stat patter for the Lions. They would be getting blown out. He wouldn't do anything all game until the fourth quarter. And now everyone's expecting a Super Bowl out of him. Three-game losing streak ever since I called him out for being a fraud. I just want you guys to notice this. Their next game is against the Jags. That's a win. Away against the Cardinals, lost. At home against the Seahawks, look horrible. I mean, they they have what? One, two, three, four, five, six games less. Two and four is what they're going to go in there, I'm calling it. Or two, or three and three. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, they're all in Super Bowl or bust, so. And they're going to bust hard. Overrated, but he, there's a lot of pressure on that guy. Um, and if they get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. Or if they miss it. Uh, I can't see them missing the playoffs. You never know. I'm just saying, you never know. I would be shocked, but if they miss the playoffs, people are going to be fired and let go. Uh, Sean McVay is going to go from the top of the world to maybe without a job if they miss the playoffs, but I don't see that happening. Uh, My most overrated player, I'm going with Matt Ryan, dude. This guy has been overhyped his entire career. Yeah, he, he had has a been. good season of the of the MVP. Went on to that MVP season and blew a 28-3 lead. And granted, he played well in the Super Bowl. But ultimately, when you blow a 28-3 lead, that's on two people. The head coach and the quarterback. Yeah. Um, and this guy has been overhyped now for so long. He had a top five wide receiver of all time, probably in Julio Jones. At least top ten. You could argue talent-wise. Maybe not statistic-wise, but talent-wise, he might have been top five. Um, the guy was a freak that he had to throw the ball half his entire career. Um, he's incredibly immobile, could sack the shit ton. Granted, his offensive line's not good, but he holds on the ball for so goddamn long and is immobile as shit, and he's awful. He has, I think, 12 interceptions in the year, just as many as this one guy, but um, has 12 interceptions on the year, I believe it is, and overhyped people think he people i've heard people before say that he should go to the hall of fame and i straight up think they're tripping balls i think those people should be drug tested tomorrow um it's unbelievable <laughs> if you think if you think that guy should go to the hall of fame you should be banned well, from talking hey, to if him. he if he i think we've had this conversation on this podcast or at least just us talking if he goes to the hall of fame you know who else has to go to the hall of fame carson wentz no joe flacco oh <laughs> Well, Carson Wentz is still playing. His career is different. He can still he can still actually earn it. But no, like Joe Flacco should then go to the Hall of Fame. Also, in my opinion. Yeah. No. And I don't think Joe Flacco's. I love Joe Flacco. He's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. 
Yeah, I mean, but I look at the two careers. I'd rather have Joe Flacco's career than Matt Ryan's. I would, too. I'd rather have the Super Bowl every time. Every time. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, and then, anyway, the NFL's pretty heating up. So, as a Ravens fan, Funky, how terrified are you of the Patriots? Because they clearly have the best coach in the league, um, have one of the best defenses in the league, and Mac Jones completes passes. That's what he does best. He completes passes. Yes. In my personal opinion, they look like the best the best team in the AFC. No, they don't. He he's a really really good system quarterback. Congrats. No, dude, they're that's not that good. I guarantee you. I guarantee. I'm not gonna guarantee. Actually, that's a bad word to say. The next three games, the Patriots play are gonna be loss, loss, and loss. All right. So I don't want to hear this hype. They're probably eight they're and seven. Buffalo Monday night. They're about to lose to Buffalo in Buffalo. They're about to get smacked by Jonathan Taylor and Carson Wentz in Indianapolis, okay. and that's then they're about true. to lose to Buffalo again. That's three losses for them right there. I don't care what people said. Yes, I mentioned the Titans earlier being good when they beat the Rams. But in reality, without Derrick Henry and the way Ryan Tannehill plays, the Titans are also very depleted. They had no A.J. Brown. They had no – they were like – there was no one on that team. It was the practice squad practically. And then look who they also beat. Congrats. The inconsistent Chargers, the god-awful Jets, the shitty-ass Falcons, the very, very poor Panthers, and then you smacked a very depleted Browns team. I'm not scared of the Patriots. Who I'm scared of, and I will say over and over again, is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. I don't care what you say. Bill Bill Belichick and the Patriots coming to Baltimore, we're smacking them. Patrick Mahomes and them coming to Baltimore, I'm shitting my brains out, praying to God Patrick Mahomes throws the ball too hard for his receiver so he can't catch it. I actually, like, I'm not, I'm impressed with Mac Jones. He's playing well for a rookie, but, like, this overhype saying the Patriots are a top five team in the NFL is just a joke. It's laughable, in my opinion. That's BS, Funky, because you probably think Ravens are better than them. And we are better than the Patriots. We're not top five I right now. Ravens right now and be like, who have they beaten? They beat the depleted Browns. They beat the sorry-ass Chicago Bears. Got smacked by the shitty Miami Dolphins. Beat the choke-job Vikings. And then got smacked by the shitty Bengals. Do you th- the, the Bengals are kind of good. Do you think the Colts are good? Do you think the Chiefs are good? Uh, inconsistent, I should say. Do you think the Colts and Chiefs are good? They weren't as good when you. Oh, I don't care when you. No, 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 don't, don't do that because the Patriots lost to the Dolphins also, and they lost to the frauds of the Cowboys, and they barely beat the shitty ass Texans. I'm telling you this right now. It, it, no, no, no. It does not. It does not matter what you're saying. The Patriots are not the team. The team to beat again and again. I'm gonna say is Kansas City. I'm just saying if the when the Patriots come to Baltimore first round of the playoffs, hopefully it's a Sunday night game. Um, but I'll, I'll go there another time. But. Anyway, don't come crying to me when the Patriots smack the shit out of Baltimore. Actually, Baltimore's going to end up going to New England. I no, should the, be in the why? How? How? Baltimore's going to end up going to New England. How? New England's going to go mess around and snag the number one seed. How? Because New England's going to snag around. Oh, well, then if they snag the number one seed, they won't get to play Baltimore. But no, so but I'm like how? Good. Because New England's about to go eight and seven. I just told you that. No, they're not. They're about to snag the number two seed in Baltimore. There are. They already are the number two seed, but like. By the end of the season, they're going to f around and snag the number two seed, and so Baltimore. Next thing you know, the Baltimore is going to be going to Gillette, and I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my popcorn, cook myself up a steak, sit my feet up, and relax, and watch Mac Jones shit his pants. Okay, congrats. He's oh, Mac oh, Jones, dude. Like I don't know why. You, yeah, no, no, no. Like actually, actually, give me give me like reason to believe why you think the Patriots are so good. They have probably the best defense in the league. And if it's not the best defense, it's probably top three defenses in the league. Mac Jones completes passes, which does what? It keeps the chains moving. It keeps the clock running. And then they can also effectively kind of run the ball. With Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, um, they can actually do a good job running the ball. So ultimately, if they go and play Kansas City, those three things are going to keep the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. Hey, Diz. And they're also, on top of it, the best coach team in the league. Diz, they're well coached, but can I ask you a question, man? I'm going to list you some teams. You tell me they have a good defense or not, yeah? Okay? Jets, good defense, yes or no? Hell no. Chargers, good defense, yes or no? Not good, okay. Panthers, good defense, yes or no? Yes. It's not that bad. Browns, good defense, yes or no? Average. Banged up. They're not that good right now. Falcons, good well, defense. They just, held, they just picked off Lamar Jackson four times. So now, so now you're telling me, now you're just telling me uh, 
The Browns de- so Lamar Jackson got picked off four times by a horrible depleted. I'll defense. get into the Ravens later. We're talking about the Patriots, right? I'll get into the Ravens later. We're talking about the Patriots. No, we're talking about the Patriots. Falcons, Falcons, yes or no? Falcons, yes or no? Falcons, yes or no? Good defense. Hell no. Titans, good defense. Eh, no, yeah. they're 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 not good defense either. We just the went Titans through. Defense is pretty solid. It's not bad. I, I'm sorry. I have to look. Did, did you say that with the, like a smile? Are you laughing when you say that? Yeah, I'd be it's laughing a, too. I can't believe average. it's a very average. Defense. Well, I just listed you six teams, and none of them have a good defense besides maybe the Panthers. That doesn't matter, dude. And you know what the Patriots did? They cleaned up on all of them. Yes, because you're going against teams who aren't that good. But so is Baltimore. I'm not again. Why are you what, again? What, that's what are you bringing up the Ravens for? I'm it's again saying the Ravens aren't so the team to beat. The but team so I said, the team I said to beat. So is Kansas City, though. What do you mean? Cowboys defense is it that good? I, I don't know. I really Giants want... defense. Giants defense is it that good? You t- you know I, the you know the NFC East. You hey you watch the you watch the Giants this past week and you tell me how they make your boy Jalen Hurts look. Horrible. They had oh, so the so the Giants have a good defense. Is that what I'm hearing? Then it had, no, it had everything to do with how bad Jalen Hurts was, dude. But let me just say this: you just said the Titans' defense was average. Didn't Kansas City put up three points against the Titans? Yeah, they put up three points. Isn't that when you said, "quote unquote," the Titans were bad back then? So I'm just going to use your own logic there against you. Um, they scored. They scored three points. Three points. Dude, I'm just telling you this right now. I don't know why you guys are all high and mighty on the Patriots. All because of you, all of you are being tricked. All of you are being tricked right now. All right, pre- I'm just saying they're pretty legit, but they're not. Uh, on to the next gets, topic. Gets, all right, but that gets us into our next. We've got to move on here, um, and I'm going another rant and talk about that Eagles game. Let me just say this. Let me just remind you all: the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll never forget the day. I'm sitting on my couch. I look over at my brother, and I'm like, "If if the Eagles select Jalen Rager here over Justin Jefferson, I'm going to lose my mind." So I swear to God, I said that. Next thing you know, they go with a 22nd pick. Of the 2019 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen Rager, wide receiver, TCU. And this guy is a bona fide scrub. He has the perfect chance, never gets targeted, and when he does, it's for like a screen minus four yards. And all of a sudden, we get into this divisional game, and we start targeting J.J. or Sega Whiteside and Jalen Rager. I'm fully convinced, dude. That Howie Roseman and the front office the Eagles, Jeffrey Lurie, talked to Nick Sirianni before the game and said, Hey, we're playing the Giants. We can win this game. We've got to make ourselves look good for these draft picks. Throw the ball to Jalen Rager and Arcega Whiteside. I'm convinced that's what happened. But as the game went on, Sirianni has kept that plan going because that's what he was told by the front office. And it's time for Jalen Rager's shining moment. And the ball hits him right in the dome, hits him, hits him in the head, I think. That's first drop. That's a touchdown to take the lead in the game. I think a play or two later, maybe two plays later, fourth down, another bomb, jumps up to catch it at the one-yard line, right through his hands, right through his hands, and the Eagles lose the game. And let me just say, this guy, Jalen Rager, is a bona fide scrub, and if I was Howie Rosemary, Nick Sirianni, I'd cut my losses, and I would have cut his ass the next day because after those two drops in the city of Philadelphia, he will never be able to bounce back. No, um, and he'll never be able to play in Philadelphia ever again. He'll never make a big play for the Eagles, and I, I'm so sick of Jalen Rager. And then plus we have J.J. Arcega Whiteside out there, who all of a sudden gets the ball thrown his way. Meanwhile, Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard are clearly two best receivers. Get four freaking targets all game long. That is unbelievable to me. Um, and of course, Jalen Hurts was god awful all day long. But anyway, that's going to happen with a young quarterback. That's going to happen from time to time, and he's a very average quarterback. So, like, that's even going to happen. It's not like he's an elite-level quarterback yet. It's very average. So, like, but at the same time, with those horrible plays, horrible mistakes, they still had a chance to win, and Jalen Rager, Boston Scott, horrible fumble too, but Jalen Rager really had a chance to become a a fan in Philadelphia. And then to top it all off, after the game, Jalen Rager's like, there's going to be some highs and some lows. This is uncharacteristic. What highs has Jalen Rager had? What has he had in his entire career so far, in his entire two-year career? He's had zero highs. He's done nothing good. Some drugs. Um, terrible route runner, and he's awful. Some he drugs. That's all I'm going to say. He probably just done some drugs and gotten high off that. 
Um, yeah, the Eagles, dude, I was in a bar when that game ended. And I literally saw it hit him like, yeah, it's a catch. And I saw it hit the ground. I was like, is that? No. Like, I, we made the joke earlier, but I actually like was confused how he dropped it. You can't play, throw a better ball. Dude, um, I, I think I could have caught that. I'm not, no, no, no cap. Like, no, you actually would have. I, I actually think I probably had a 50% chance to catch that. I think a um, a baby could have caught that. Like a mentally, yeah. like, like an infant. Yeah. Hasbula would have caught that. Because that would have been a huge win for the Eagles. Because they actually like before the leave the Sunday, they looked pretty solid. Well, would, you, would you guys have been ball. five and six if you won that? Six and six. No, now, so you're, now you're five, five and seven. It would have been six and six and in seventh. So in to make the wild card spot in the playoffs. That's because you lost, lost not Washington in front of you. And and they actually because they and they play the Jets this week, so they could have gone to seven and six and really um, started to push into a playoff spot. But instead, they choked it away. Um, terrible, terrible loss. I don't know why they got away from kind of running the ball as consistently and expected Jalen Hurts to all of a sudden be good at throwing the ball 50 yards down the field. That's just not not his strength. They have the, might be the best run block or th- at least top three run blocks in the entire league. Um, their offensive line is pretty legit against the run, um, and it's okay against the pass, but against the run, when they're pulling guards, when they're pulling tackles, it's it's about as legit as it gets. So I don't know why they got away from that so quickly, but uh, that's my rant about the Eagles. They really pissed me off this weekend. Um, I had to watch that bullshit, and um, hopefully have a better week. But anyway, Baltimore, Sunday night football. Is this my turn to rant? Is it my yeah. turn to rant? Yeah, it's my turn to rant. Yeah, all right. All right. The thing I'm going to say about this is itself, first things first, Clearly, for some reason, the Ravens like to play to the level of the competition because for some weak reason, against the Lions, against the depleted Browns team, we play like shit. Against the Bears, we play like shit. Even the Lamar didn't play. Against the Dolphins, we play like shit. And then against teams like the goddamn freaking Chiefs and the Colts, who are pretty good, we play better. So we play to the level of competition. But the thing I'm going to say is this. Social media is the worst thing for the Ravens right now. You look at the posts, you look at people like talking about the NFL teams, and you have all these cocky fucking Raven fans. I do not know half of the Ravens population were fucking mentally disabled because these people are fucking morons. They're all number one, number one, we're eight and three, eight and three, eight and three. three. I'm like, did you guys not watch the last two weeks? Chicago and uh, freaking uh, Miami before this weekend? Like, we we have not looked good in three weeks. Yeah, we're two and one, but like, I think I was talking to you. I was talking to people. We're eight and three right now. We could very much well be three and eight or two and nine. There's no reason for us to be flexing like the way we are. It just shows you like we got we got hated on for not winning close games. Now all we do is win close games. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, it's it's not that like I mean it's good to win. That's a good thing to do. But it's also just like it's concerning when Lamar Jackson throws four interceptions of of those four. Bad. No, no, no. And of those four interceptions, all four of them were like head scratches. Like who who are you like yeah. who are you throwing to? Like there was only the one to Mark Andrews where he's wide open and he threw like five yards to Mark Andrews right and Andrews stayed like who are you throwing to? And the defense was diving. He's like, Yeah, what the fuck? And then you see like a Lamar get like upset on the sidelines, like, dude, like, you gotta be better. I mean, Lamar, I love you. I'm I'm a fan to till till you retire, but it's just like that was horrible. I couldn't do the exact same thing you did that whole game besides two throws. Every other yeah. thing I could have done. I, I mean, I think they should trade for Rager because they're clearly missing a, a deep threat wide receiver. Um, but I, I guess I'm a little confused, Frankie, on why you're even surprised. It was Sunday night football, prime time game. I just don't know what else you expected him to do. Well, you're right. He did win, so I did expect that. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, he may not always be pretty. He may not be his best. I guess that's one thing to show you. Even when the Ravens aren't playing well, we can still win. I guess that's a cool thing to say but it, it's just like whatever i will tell you this though i went to the game and i was in the upper deck like in the corner of the stadium and at one point the ravens did something good and we all started to jump up and down we're like let's go yeah we're at, we may win this game here we go i stopped jumping next to my body swaying back and forth swaying <laughs> i'm looking around i'm not drunk dude i haven't been drinking I'm like what is going on i look to my left i see my friend who i went with he's swaying also i'm like do you feel that and he's like dude Bro, the stadium was shaking where we were sitting. Fucking moving. I've never been so scared for my life. You said on the plane and all. Dude, staying on that middle of the section where I am, swaying. And I'm like, this is not good. I want to get out of that stadium so fucking fast. It was terrifying. Yeah. That's awful. But anyway, that just proves, that kind of proves my point that 
everyone wants to say Lamar Jackson, how valuable he is to the team, but I think the last two weeks have proven that he's not as valuable as people think. The, because one, the Bears one did prove him. it. They won. They won without him. So now well, he's getting won. penalized for us winning with him also? They they won without him, and then the next time he had four interceptions. It was the clear liability on the field, and they still won the game. Um, so I think the last two weeks have just kind of proven that he's not as valuable to the team as people think they are, and that kind of leads me into what's going on with uh, the Seahawks. And uh, Russell Wilson missed the last year of the Seahawks. Um, I think Baltimore should probably start considering a trade. How old is Russell Wilson? I think 34, maybe. Yeah, I ain't taking Russell Wilson. Um, but anyways, Russell Wilson's career done with Seattle. I was just kidding about the trade. but Because um, the Seahawks look awful. Pete Carroll's going to get fired at the end of the year, I think. Um, you can't. It's tough to win with defensive coaches nowadays. Um, all these teams have – all these successful teams outside of really New England – um, and, and, Baltimore. And, and Buffalo and Baltimore. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh is like a special teams guy. Yeah, I know. That's why I said Baltimore. He wasn't. He wasn't offense or defense. He was the third. The third yeah. option. <laughs> and outside of Buffalo, New England, and I guess Baltimore, like every other team is going with, or at least successful teams have gone with offensive minded coach. And the Seahawks, if you don't, want to, if you have a defensive minded coach, you better have a genius and offensive coordinator, um, or extremely dynamic quarterback. And this year, Russ just hasn't been very dynamic and their offense looks pretty stagnant because they have two really solid receivers, but their offense is, seems pretty unexplosive and it almost takes um, busting coverage by the defense for them to make big plays rather than them actually going out there and making them. So I think the Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson saga in Seattle is quickly coming to a close here. Yeah, I think, I think you're right about that. I mean, it's unfortunate to see because I like Pete Carroll, but yeah, I mean, they're just, it's they're, they've had their run. You know they're they're about to go into a rebuild stage. It happens to everyone. Um, so I think they should. I think they should also maybe trade Russell Wilson at the end of the year. They don't really have pieces around them. To, He's an ass for one. Yeah, he, you you can get a lot of stuff for him. Trade his ass. You know, get some picks, rebuild, start over. Find. I mean, not this draft. Last draft would be great. You could like trade a nice pick and get like freaking uh Mac Jones or freaking uh Josh uh, Josh Fields and all them. You know, it would be nice, but, you know, the other one I want to say is I want to bring up the Cowboys. I'm going to bring them up. I don't feel like talking about this. Sorry, SC Hawks. Cowboys, frauds also. They're not as good as everyone thought, and I kind of like it. It kind of makes me happy when the Cowboys lose. Um, yeah, and then I also like seeing the Steelers lose about 41-10 to 10 to the Bengals because Big Ben is done as well. That's another guy who's going to leave the season at the end of this year. He's horrible. He looks like he's 80 years old out there. Yeah, he's actually – He's damaging his legacy. I'm not going to lie. Steelers fans are probably furious that he's still out there on the field. I would um, be. I think he's j- really hurting his reputation and legacy because he looks like clearly the worst quarterback in the league. Super immobile. Their offense stinks. Their defense hasn't been very good either. Um, they don't really intimidate anybody. Nope. Um, so that's a shame to see. Um, and then Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. I don't know if he's going to get an extension either. I think this is a prime example of a guy trying to play through injury and genuinely hurting himself. Think about this. Lamar Jackson had, what, the cold or the flu or whatever it was, was sick. And rather than going out there and trying to play, he just said, no, I'm not playing. And the back went in and no one talked about it. Baker Mayfield's out there playing through all these injuries. And when you're out there on the field, they don't. the fans don't care what's wrong with you. They expect you to perform. They don't care if your leg's broken. They don't care if you're desperately sick. If you're out there on the field, they expect you to play well. Um, and he's out there doing that, playing through injuries. And people are like not really appreciating the toughness and just getting fed up with it because he hasn't been playing very well at all. Um, and it's it's really hurting his career in Cleveland. And I don't know if he's going to get an extension because he's a guy that's also playing for a contract. And it's not looking good for him moving forward. I like, I like Baker, so it sucks. Um, it's like... If you don't play, if you say I'm hurt, I have to sit out. No one's people are like, damn, I wish you could play. Like, if you're tougher, like I understand, like you gotta take care of your body. But if you do play, it's like you say, if you're playing, you better fucking perform well. Because if you're not gonna perform well, sit out so someone can go. I don't want a 50% Baker Mayfield out there when there's a 100% back backup who can play better than 50% make uh, Baker. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, I always thought Baker was just a glorified game manager. And if the run game gets going for them, they'll do well. But Nick Chubb hasn't been doing well the past few weeks either. Um, they're they're not they're the yeah the Browns the Browns for all the hype they had for all the talent they had for all that bullshit people talked about 
they're getting kicked back down to the corner where they belong, and I'm not I'm not upset about it. You know, I'm, I kind of like seeing the Browns lose because those fans deserve nothing more than another loss because it makes me happy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's sad to see. <laughs> uh, it's for sure sad to see because they've taken a massive plummet. Um, but that leads us into next week, Frankie. We got the Pickums coming up. We got some good games. Um, that starts off tomorrow night. Taysom Hill for the Saints. Finally, they're starting over him over Trevor Simeon's bum ass. Um, and so they got now have a chance to beat the Cowboys. Uh, I'm going to be rooting for him heavy, but as far as pickums go, I don't know if I can pick them because I've seen them play now. Back-to-back weeks, I guess it was, and they looked terrible on Thanksgiving night against Buffalo. Um, but I do think Taysom is going to add some more juice to their offense, but I'm going to Cow- Cowboys to bounce back a little bit and pull this one off. It pains me to choose them, but I can't fall behind even more to you, Frankie. So I'm going with the fucking bitch-ass Cowboys to win this one. Yeah, I'm going Cowboys also. I, don't, I mean, the Saints just don't look good. Did you see them play? Like, it wasn't it's just Trevor Simeon, but it's like the defense looked bad. Everyone else on offense looked bad. The Bills looked really good. And it's just like they're – Saints are – they're they're not it. Um, so, yeah, Cowboys. The next game kind of interests me a little more. I think it's my favorite one. to Actually, the last one probably might be my favorite, but this next one I really like. I'm probably going to have to go Bengals on this one, though. I'm riding the Joe Burrow train. He looked really good last week. So does, dude. Honestly, hat off to Joe Mixon. He is having a very, very underrated season that not many people are talking about. And yeah. he is a dog this year. I I was like, he's good. I knew he was good. But I didn't think the Cincinnati line was going to do him justice. He's eating and he is perform- performing like no other. Hat off to him. I think he's going to have another great day. I think Jamar Chase is going to do well. And Joe Burrow is going to do Joe Burrow things. And he's going to... Say fucking go Bengals, and they're gonna win the game. Yeah, Joe Mixon's had a Pro Bowl year, but I'm actually going with the Chargers in this game. Um, Herbert's had a pretty solid year too, um, and I, I'm going with them. The Bengals have been pretty solid the last two weeks. I guess it is after dominating the Steelers in the week before. I believe they smoked the uh, the uh, who was it that they beat two weeks ago? The Why Raiders. Blanking? The Raiders. Um, Oh, the Raiders. Yeah, they beat the Raiders two weeks ago. Um, so the Bengals have looked good, but I think the Chargers are going to win this game. Um, Herbert just makes more throws than Burrow throughout the game, and the Chargers pull it out. Do you, do you um, think the next, Do you think the Bengals make the playoffs or no? I think they're going to squeak in as a wild card team. Yeah, I, I think they're either going to get the seventh seed or miss it by like a game. I think I yeah, think they're kind of nice. I like their head the coach. Browns, with the Browns being down. Um, this year, they don't look very good. Steelers um, are down the Broncos, also. The Broncos, I don't trust at all. Um, so I think, yeah, I think the Bengals sneak in there. Um, so should be should be tight. Um, and then that takes us in our next game. We got 49ers who have been red hot the past two two or three weeks now. Jimmy Garoppolo's played really well against the sorry-ass Seahawks. I think most fans probably expect the Seahawks just because they have Russell Wilson to bounce back at some point. And maybe have a good performance, but after the last three games or so I've seen of him, I just don't see it coming. Jimmy Garoppolo has been pretty underrated this year as well. He's actually playing really, really good football the last four weeks, has had an incredible passer rating, has been incredibly accurate, and is doing what he's been asked to do. Don't make the big play. Don't turn the football over. We'll be all right. They're starting to give Debo Samuel the ball now out of the Get the ball to Debo, baby. Which is the difference maker that props to Kyle Shanahan realizing when all comes the worst. Give the ball to your best player. That's coaching 101 for you. Um, give the ball, put the game and the ball in your best player's hands. And that's what the 49ers have done recently. So I'm going with the Niners in this game. Yeah, I'm going to go Niners also just because I think the Seahawks are done. And I think, like you said, I mean, Jimmy G got hate early on, but he's showing what he's doing. When you keep the game simple for him, you get the ball in the best players now of his hands quickly. He's a great game manager. Um, Niners roll. We got some Sunday night football, one of the more interesting games of the night because actually, believe it or not, a lot's on in this game for the uh, division, for the AFC West division. I actually think if the Broncos were to beat the Chiefs on Sunday night football, they would actually maybe ironically be in first place in their division if I'm seeing that correctly. I think you are correct um, about that, yes. Yeah, so they would be in first place in the division, which is wild. Um, well, that, that also depends on how the Chargers game goes and like the Raiders game and all that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but that that's a really tight division right there. Yeah. Um, and somehow the Broncos could end up in first place. That's a team that's really never talked about all year long. 
are just a very non-thrilling team to watch. And, I, and when they played the Eagles, they looked pretty awful. Um, so I'm surprised that they're still in the thick of things. We'll be shocked that they beat Kansas City because Kansas City, like we said earlier, starting to heat up a little bit. They had the bye week last week. Um, so Clyde Edward-Hilaire should now be back fully healthy, ready to go. Um, I'm going with the Chiefs. Andy Reid off the bye. He was historically great for the Eagles, historically great for Kansas City. Um, so I'm going with the Chiefs in this game, Sunday Night Football, and I actually think it's a route. Yeah, I mean, I, Chiefs. Yeah, I, I pick him every single time, basically. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what else I need to say. Teddy Bridgewater, I like it, but you're not going to outduel Patty Mahomes. Plain and simple. Fair enough. Yeah, plain and simple. And that takes us into probably the game of the week here, Frankie. Um, we got Monday Night Football. Bills, Patriots, for first place in the division. Um, I know you already said earlier you're not choosing the Pats, but I'm going with the Patriots in this game. Shocker. <laughs> and I think the Patriots are going to make Frankie over here realize they're a force to be reckoned with. Um, again, it's going to be a very good game, I think, very close game. But I think at the end of the day, Josh Allen might make a costly turnover late. Patriots are doing a great job defensively. Mac Jones limits the mistakes on Monday Night Football. And the Patriots win this game and get in first place in the AFC or stay in first place if it's in the AFC. Um. You okay? Yeah. Just Is that, it was that oh. Mac Jones or Bill Belichick's dick? Which one? I couldn't tell which one you were choking on. Because <laughs> that's what this whole episode's been. It's been the let's suck off the Patriots. Uh, yeah, I mean, I already told you guys the Patriots are going to lose their next three games. If they win this week, clearly I look like a moron. But I think in Buffalo, I think Josh Allen – and Stefan Diggs and all those guys are going to do well. Um, I also don't think Mac Jones has faced a good defense yet. The one thing I told you guys about this, if you guys remember our deep, deep 26 listeners, I said the Bills have a good defense against the pass. Against the run is where they struggle. Patriots aren't going to be able to run the ball as well. Because I like Damon Harris, but he's more of a like receiver back, more of a like hybrid. He's not really going to be able to run up in the down in the tackles like a Derrick Henry, like a Najee Harris, like a Lamar Jackson. Um, so I think, uh, you know, Bills win this, and they're going to take the 8-4 and four record to the 8-5. and five. I mean, the one cool thing is this. The Patriots are 5-0 and oh on the road. But as you know, I bet on the Eagles when they were 0-4 at home, and I'm going to bet against the Patriots because all good things must come to an end. You'll never go perfect. That's the one thing I'll learn. All right, fair enough. Well, I'm glad we got two different picks. Um, go Birds, go Pats. That's all we got for episode 12 of the Frankie and Diz show where passion meets the mic. Um, we'll see you all next week. Frankie, you got anything to say? Yeah, the one thing I want to shout out is this real quick. Shout out my other teams, you know. Shout out the Hammers, even though we drew today. That sucked. I mean, soccer's stupid with some of the rules, but shout out us. We're in fourth place doing well in Europa. Shout out the Wolves. They lost tonight also. Kind of awkward. I was following the game. They lost to the Wiz. But, you know, we were 11-10. Now we're 11-11. Shout out the Preds. They're killing it. Miami basketball, get, they're playing uh, your boys tonight of Penn State. I know you're not a Penn State fan for basketball, but they were playing. And guess what, Dill? I mean, Diz, guess what? Oh, UNC's routing Michigan by yeah, 20. Right here, they're up by 20 right now. Wow. They love going off, dude. They look good at home. Wow, okay, well, good for you guys. But the main one I wanted to say is, no, not the A-10, sorry, I'm so bad. This is supposed to be a quick wrap-up. But shout-out the Canes. We're up three against Penn State right now with this hype. And then shout-out my Ravens for winning. You know, I want to give all my boys love. And then the last thing I want to say off is this with you all. Um, I watched the movie King Richard. It's a movie about Serena and Venus's father, Will Smith. Phenomenal, phenomenal acting job. If you guys want to go check out a great just performance by an actor check him out the actress the little black chick who played um venus is also a lefty in real life so she had to learn how to be a righty for the movie she killed it also overall great film go check it out and just remember keep your stance open a little bit and go vans yes sir you know some bitches, you know some love.